Welcome to a learntolearn.org podcast. We are here to support your learning, taking off the limits that we have accrued to our learning and adding in those ingredients that we've learned from world-class learners that have made them the best so that we can each update our own programming and become the best learners that we can be. We're really glad that you're here to share some time with us. We hope that this brings you exactly what you need today to better engage in your life and your learning. Our capacity to learn is so often treated as though it's something that is given to us at birth, that it's fixed, that's it, never changes. It just couldn't be more different than that. That just couldn't be more wrong. Our capacity to learn is like a muscle. It is something that develops with use. If we look very closely at this, we can see this easily. The more we use our capacity to learn, the more it develops. That's the whole point of an educational system is that step-by-step using that muscle develops our capacity. The more we use it, the better it gets. The problem so often is that we give up on that. We get messages, as we've said so many times, that we're not capable or for whatever reason that we can't really engage in learning. And it gets us to give up, to not apply ourselves. It would be like going to the gym and working out a couple times, but we didn't develop the muscles that we needed or we didn't know how to use certain equipment. And so we just gave up and then wonder why our muscles don't develop. We have to use our muscles consistently, persistently, over time to get them to develop. It's the same way with our capacity to learn. We have to use it. We have to use that muscle, and we have to use it in a lot of different ways. We have to cross-train to get the best development of our brain. And then things happen over time as we persist. We can see this in a young kid that's learning to read. And as they persist and work to improve their skills and apply themselves over time, their reading proficiency improves. Of course, we know this. We just sometimes forget and give up at the very time that we want to and will do best by doubling down on our focus, persisting, staying at it, working to refine our process with that sense of If we do this, it's going to work. It's going to carry us through. We'll get the outcomes that we want. I am reminded of my first martial arts sensei. He grew up in the Bronx in New York City. He started out as that proverbial 97-pound weakling and got beat up often and cut up and was threatened every day. And so he started out to become something different, to overcome this, and worked out every day, no matter how much he felt like it or didn't. In his case, because there was the threat of, 
if he was back out on the streets and things hadn't changed, the risk was there every day to meet him. He also began studying martial arts and built himself up both in his physical sense, but also in his confidence and in his viewpoint. So that by the time that I came to study with him, he was, even though only 5'4", was extremely well built and had become a fairly high level black belt and had become very accomplished at Shotokan and had studied other martial arts. He was no longer threatened on the streets. Really nice guy. Wouldn't bother anybody that didn't bother him. But it took that persistence over many years to build up the muscles, the physique, the capacity to take care of himself. And then what he built from there was the capacity to train others and to help others overcome their limits. He became a very positive influence in his world. We've all known people like this or know the stories of people like this where they started out the proverbial 97-pound weakling or whatever it was in their case and with a dream, with a desire, with application, with persistence over time, they built themselves up and developed those muscles and became what they had dreamed of. That's easy to see. We all know that. We're familiar with that. It is very similar in the mental sphere. So often we get this message that we're either smart or we're not, we're either capable or we're not, and that is just not true. We have seen again and again and again people that assumed that they weren't capable, assumed that they were stupid, assumed that they had all kinds of limits on their learning overcome this. Let's share a couple of stories to illustrate this. The first person that we want to share with you about is someone that we've known for a long time. They started out after college as a grade school teacher and really sincere, really wanted to do well, but just didn't have the capacity. And in time, got fired because he just couldn't meet the standards that they needed at school. Just didn't have the capacity to do that. And was devastated for a couple of years. And then became very determined that they were going to do better, that they were somehow going to develop that mental capacity, the capacity to engage with students, and the capacity to teach that they had had the dream of. And so they set out to do that. And they went through a lot of the things that we have been sharing here in this podcast. They did things to overcome that limiting concept about themselves so that they could even get up and begin applying themselves mentally, that they could begin applying themselves to become a better learner. They were very disciplined about it. They worked at it solidly. And then they decided to go back to school 
and get a master's degree and see if that kind of application, that working of the mental muscle didn't make a difference. So they really applied themselves to their study and again to the very perspectives that we're sharing here at the Learn to Learn podcast. And they became better and better and better at this in time, got their master's in teaching, and decided that they were so inspired by what had happened to go further. So then they went back and did a PhD in education and again diligently applied themselves, consistently worked that muscle and became a better and better learner. All of this wasn't easy. All of it wasn't without setback. There certainly were those. There were those times where he wondered whether this was even possible, if he ever should have gone in this direction, if this was going to work out. And then there were those breakthroughs where the clarity of learning became greater, where the mental apparatus kicked in at a higher level through use, through working that mental muscle. And then he was inspired and would go on. And each improvement, each gain in time led to the next one. Each one became the foundation for the next level of development to take place. After he finished the PhD, the main outlet was to go back and teach again. At this point, he started teaching at the university level. And within a few years, was exclusively training other PhD students. This guy became so good at training PhD students that he decided to see if he could take it even further. He ended up becoming one of the top people worldwide in three different areas of education. In time, he ended up traveling around the world, taught around the world in each of these three areas and became a very sought-after presenter. He decided to take it even further. Given that he was teaching in other countries and had to have translators often, he decided to learn the languages of the countries he was teaching in. He became so proficient at learning languages that he could learn a new language in just a few months to the level that he could teach technical material in those languages in those countries. An amazing feat. He ended up learning four other languages at a highly proficient level. On top of all this, he also ended up writing several well-received books. All of this started with that limitation that got him fired from even teaching in grade school. With that, again, that vision, that dream, that determination, that persistence in developing the muscles necessary for learning, he went all the way to the top. He became well-regarded, obviously, around the world. If he could do this, probably anybody with sufficient determination could do the same thing. Each of us has so much more capacity than we typically engage. It is just having the desire to draw it out of us and develop it. The word educate 
means at its root to draw out, to bring forth. That's what we're talking about doing. Now let's look at another example. Before we go on to another example, we have to talk about discouragement. When somebody is working hard to overcome a limitation in their learning or in their forward movement in any area, there is, of course, a tendency to run into obstacles, to run into the very things in us that need to be further developed. And when we do that, when we run into those, it's easy to be discouraged and to, in that discouragement, to consider quitting, giving up, and all of that. So we have to think about that and how that process works before we get back to another example. The reason for giving examples is because if we have examples, those can inspire us in times of discouragement. Those can get us through because we can look at that and go, well, if somebody else did it, I can do it. How else do we deal with discouragement? At its heart, discouragement is just another way to say, I lost my vision. I was on track. I knew where I was going. I had a vision of getting there, and that vision was motivating me and engaging me and getting me to move forward. And then something happened, and I lost my vision. And that's the root of discouragement. So when we're thinking about dealing with discouragement, we have to think about how do we reestablish that vision. We spent a lot of time in the podcast on motivation talking with the underpinnings of this. Let's review how motivation works. So in order to motivate ourselves, what we have found in studying that, studying that in people that are the most motivated, the most successful at whatever they're doing, they tend to have a very strong vision out in front of them, a vision of something that is meaningful, of something that if they're able to get there is going to really have a desirable impact in their lives. They see something out ahead of them that when they look at it, when they think about it, in a sense, it really lights them up. It really draws them. And then what they do is they step into it. They don't just observe it out in the future. They step into the future as though they're already there. And they sort of partake of that. They step into the experience of what that's like as though their feet are on the ground. They're looking through their eyes there. They're experiencing that world. And they really fill up on that. A lot of times, the people that do it the very best, also when they're out there, notice how other people are viewing them with that success under their belt. They may even step into how other people look at them so that they're seeing through those people's eyes looking at themselves with that success. They make this future intensely real for them, strongly connected for them. And as they fill up on that, they take in those, those feelings, those experiences, that greater sense of themselves that comes through being there. And then they take all of that and step back into today so that every time they look at that future, they get that feeling. And it is as though not only they already have it, but that it is very doable. 
Oftentimes when they step into that future and they're partaking of that, they'll also look back so that they get some sense of how they got here. What did they do? What were the steps that led to this? And that helps to set up the course, to pave the way. So when we bring all that back into the present, that feeling of motivation is there. It's like, yes, I want that, and it's real, and I've already been there, and I want more of it. So even if something happens, even if there is an obstacle, it becomes so worth having that it pulls them through that obstacle. It makes that obstacle seem much smaller, diminished, and that future much bigger, much more alluring. They often do this process again and again and again because every time it boosts that motivation. It also increases the assumption that I'm going to be there because we've stepped into it so many times that it's really familiar. It's not like accomplishing something that I've never done before. With this process, it becomes so familiar that it is just natural to us. It becomes like something that we've already accomplished. And then that deeper assumption is, oh, of course this is something I can do. Of course this is something that I do readily. And given that, of course it's something that I'll be able to do now. And that changes the whole sense of this. Now let's go back to how we view an obstacle. So often when we encounter an obstacle, it's something that we've given a lot of attention to, a lot of energy to, that we've thought of as this big thing to overcome. If we think of it as a big thing, it tends to loom over us. It tends to take on dimensions that are almost beyond us. We want to change that. We want to change our view of that. We want to think of that obstacle as just a little bump in the road rather than a mountain that we have to overcome. We want to shrink it down and put it below us as, oh yeah, there's, there's a bump. I have to get beyond it, but I'm so much bigger than that thing that it's really easy for me. And I've already visited the future where that's no longer an obstacle. So of course I'm going to be able to handle this. And that is really powerful. That changes this tremendously. We want to practice that. It's not just, oh, I have the concept that sounds good to me. We want to rehearse it ahead of time so that we've already laid down those neural pathways, so that we're already engaged in such a way that when we encounter that, it's like, oh yeah, that, no big deal. And we move on. So this rehearsal, like a rehearsal for a play, sets us up so that when we get to the thing itself, we already know what to do. We're already conditioned to respond to it in a way that promotes our success. That is the smart way to go about this. So much of this building this muscle, this capacity to go beyond what we've done before with our learning, 
to build up our capacity to learn new things comes out of this type of perspective. So often, the distinction between a really good student and a student that struggles is that the really good student already assumes that they're going to succeed. Typically, a really good student doesn't go, oh, I'm never going to encounter anything that I don't already understand or that is a challenge for me. But they look forward to the challenge because they know that they're going to be able to succeed. They're going to be able to overcome that challenge. So they're like, bring it on. This is going to be fun. I like succeeding. I like challenges when I succeed. So I'm ready. Let's go. They're excited about that. Whereas the student that has more difficulty dealing with this so often assumes that this is going to hang them up, that this is going to be too much for them, or that it's going to take so much work that it's not worth it. We want to change that. And what we just went through about how to motivate ourselves is one of the really powerful ways of doing that. Let's look at one more example of somebody really applying themselves in order to develop that muscle of learning, that capacity to learn at a greater level. We're thinking about a young woman at the end of high school was taking an intro to calculus class and just was having the hardest time with it, just couldn't get it. It just didn't make sense for her. So she decided she was really going to, rather than back away, apply herself to this. So she went to Khan Academy and looked up the material correlating with what she was learning, and she went through that material over and over and over again. And it took her a couple weeks, and then suddenly it clicked. It all fit in place, and she got it. And with that, and some continued utilization of Khan Academy, calculus became easy and actually enjoyable. And, you know, come her first midterm, she did well. Finals came around, she did very well. And she had this whole new confidence, not only about learning calculus, but about that she could learn if she just stuck with it, if she creatively came at How do I approach this in a way that exposes my brain to it enough that it gets it, that those pathways that are needed are engaged over and over and over again until they hook up and until they integrate with the rest of what she knows, with the rest of her brain? And that changed everything. We can all do this. This is available to us in any area that we want. It's not that Khan Academy always is covering the area that we're trying to learn. Often they do, and there are certainly plenty of other videos and help online to do that. But this sense of, if I stay with it, even if I'm bad at it at first, that I can get it. There's that saying of, Anything worth doing well is worth doing badly at first. We just have to do it enough that it clicks, that it comes together, that the brain gets enough exposure that those pathways get 
reinforced enough and we take the time to ask, what's this like? What else do I already know that I can build on? And with that kind of application, there generally comes that point where it all comes together. We can either let our failures define us or our vision of what we want and what we want to be able to do define us. We want to be able to, as we talked about, step into that future where we have the vision of having accomplished it and go, oh, this is me. This is who I actually am. I might not be there yet, but I will be. And because I will be, that tells me much more about who I am and what's worth going for in such a way that really inspires us and gets us to build the muscle, gets us to work out in the gym, gets us to apply ourselves to engage in such a way that those circuits get engaged. We can all do this. This applies in the short term and in the long term. In the long term, this is if we're wanting a big vision, if we break it down into the steps and apply ourselves to each of those steps in this way, in this way that builds that muscle step by step by step, in time we get the big outcome. So we've covered in other podcasts in more depth how to motivate ourselves, how to overcome obstacles, how to overcome our self-judgment, how to recognize our identifications that limit us, our false beliefs, and more. If we go back through those, any piece that you run into that holds you back from working out this way, that can be addressed. All the pieces are there and will continue to do that. Decide what goals are worth it to you and then apply yourself this way and get the outcomes that this leads to. Every time that we do this, it builds more the confidence that we can do it anywhere. It's worth the journey. Thank you for listening. Our purpose is supporting your capacity to learn and to attain all that you can imagine. We hope you use the perspectives and exercises that we have shared. Feel free to send us questions, ideas, experiences that might benefit our listeners via learntolearn.org, L-E-A-R-N-T-O-L-E-A-R-N.org. Finally, please help others by sharing our link with your friends, family, and other loved ones, since how you learn is how you live.